Welcome to the Trade Table on SIN 90.7 for all you need to know about the trade and free agency period powered by AFL-TRDON. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the trade table or follow us on Twitter at the trade table. Hello and welcome to the trade table for our third draft edition. Draft day is just nine days away and the excitement is certainly building here in the studio I had to do it all alone last week. Uh, Billy and Harrison didn't show up, but we have uh, Harrison back from Bali this week. How are you, mate? Jeez, I I, um, I get nervous for the show. It was <laughs> you alone last week, but you, you managed to, to oh, carry the show. There was a few nervous moments for sure. <laughs> mumbling and mumbling. Hi, Matt Balmer. Matt Balmer did a, a magnificent job last week filling in for uh, Harrison and Billy. Thank you very much uh, to him if he's listening. Um, it's all right. We've got the A-team back today. It's all right. Oh, we absolutely do. We do indeed. Now, people have been waiting this day for a very long time. <laughs> 24th forget, of November is nothing. Forget the plebiscite result. It is time for Dan and Harrison's fan of draft. That has been, it's been trending all over Twitter, hasn't it? Like It's been the number one. Peak. It's the only thing I've seen. Yeah, exactly. Hashtag Dan Harrison's mock draft. Well, it's not even a fan of draft. Sorry, it's a mock draft. So, so what we're going to do is we're going to take one pick each, go, I've got odds, you've got evens, pretty yep. much. So I have one, you have two. Yep. Um, we're going to play the role of the list manager and the, cr- the recruiters on draft night. We Just mind you, we actually don't really know who what clubs are looking for. So this, so this it might not be opinion. a true reflection of what happens on draft night, but it's who we think is probably the best fit for these clubs and like, who is the best player available at that point. So just before we get in, to get stuck into that, just two bits of news. It's, it's a very sad day as well. Let's uh, not another be bit too... of news. Tyrone Vickery not... has retired, let's unfortunately, not... from, from the Hawks. Let's not be too joking about this. I mean, he still played 125 games. He did indeed. That's 125 still... more than both of us <laughs> yeah. combined. So credit to him. Um, and also some other sad news. Sam Doherty has um, gone down with an ACL, I believe, at training which you know, it's obviously horrible for Carlton, but it's also awful for a lot of fantasy and supercoach players like myself and, and like you, <laughs> even though you're not the biggest fan at the best of times. And they have, may have some ramifications for our top 30 mock drafts. Oh, of course. Jeez. It could, eh? It could, it could. Anyway, let's get right stuck into it. You've got pick one, Harrison. There's been a lot of talk, a lot of speculation. Is it Rainer? Is it Luke Davies-Uniac? All right, let's start. So pick one. The Lions have pick one. And I've changed my mind a few times over this now. And, and you know, a lot of people have. Um, you won't hear many people argue that there's a better player in the draft than, than Cam Rayner. Um, the comparisons to Dusty, Christian Petraka, um have come thick and fast. Um, but you, you will hear people argue that the Lions will go, the Lions will go with Luke Davis-Uniak instead, even though he may not be the best player because of the fact that he's a, a Vic country boy. But for mine, Cam Rayner is too good to ignore for the Lions. Um, can come in um, from the start of the season. I wouldn't be surprised if he played every game. Um, no, no one no one in the draft can do what he can do. Like, no one has more impact. Um, and I honestly wouldn't be surprised if we if you just came in and we forgot that he was a first-year player. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. I mean, he's the clear number one for mine. He just has that dusty Petrarca sort of ability to, you know, change the scope of a match, but and like you know, take it by the scruff of the neck. Like even if he gets say 15 disposals, he could kick kick you three goals, you know, get you six clearances and win you a game. So yeah, a lot of the time with with um with players like this, often the knock can sort of be well sometimes. I'm not specifically saying this with Cameron, but you know, you say like oh well he's had 12 touches, but 12 of Cameron's yeah. touches. 
even if he does, yeah. you know, have, only have as that much many, as Dane Swan's thirty-five. He'll like, just he'll just make such an impact on the game, and he just stands out when you watch him. The one little knock on uh, Rayner is his endurance. He recorded a, only a eleven point two beep test at the start of the year. wasn't able to test later in the year due to a knee complaint. He he's doing a run, having a run on Friday to prove to a lot of these clubs that he is, you know, is fit. He has been doing a lot of. Um, you know, other stuff other than running, like a bit of, uh, you know, bike, swimming, etc. over um, while he's been injured with that knee. So I expect him to, you know, get a good result. I was going to say, there's not much more he, he does have yeah, to prove exactly to right. I think if um, endurance is the one thing, probably you'd... But, yeah, and that would be why he may not start as an out-and-out mid. Yeah. Um, he may start as a high half forward who sort of pinch hits. He even could play deep forward. Yep. Um, who sort of could pinch hit yeah, in the absolutely. midfield. I think he starts as a midfielder. Honestly, you could play in back pocket and he'd probably still have 25 <laughs> and have be best on. But yeah, 100%. Anyway, we've gone on a long long time for the first pick. Moving on to the second pick, I'm Fremantle. I have selected Luke Davies Uniac. He's probably the most complete midfielder in the draft. Rainer's got that you know that ability up forward, but I think uh, Davies Uniac is probably the best pure mid. He averaged 24 disposals during the TAC Cup for uh, Dan Lok Stingrays. And while he had some quiet patches and a disappointing carnival for Vic Country, he's one who could easily be the number one selection on draft night. Like Rayner, he does have the capacity to change a game. And he did that again in the semi against the Rangers. <laughs> they were 50 points down just at half time. Him over and line, he just, didn't he? Yeah, absolutely willed them over the line. He isn't especially quick, but his, his first few steps, you know, after winning the ball from a stoppage, is, you know, it's extremely fast. And he, I think he really compliments the likes of Fife and Neil, and he feels the void of Weller going to Gold Coast. Yeah, you can't go wrong here. You've got an out-and-out um, midfield lock for the next... You know, I'd be yeah. surprised if it wasn't 10 years. Just an absolute... I mean, there's a lot of players that you could say yeah, who, who are sort of a bull, but this is... If you want to put a, um, the bull tag on someone... I'd say it's LDU, I agree. And, I mean, I expect him to play round one. I reckon that that's just about a lock at this stage. 187 yeah. centimetres, 85 kilos, barring injury, he's in. Yeah, he's coming in ready. Looks good to go. Yeah, 100%. Pick three, Carlton. That's me. Um, I've gone with the top three for, mo- for most people yeah. who you ask are pretty well locked, depending on the order. Yeah, but yeah exactly. Paddy Dow, I th- I'd be absolutely shocked if he wasn't top three. And I think Carlton will snap him up if, if he's available there. Um, just an absolute explosive machine. Burst away from stoppage. Um, as I said, been in top three contention all year. Plays a bit like Patrick Dangerfield, yeah. which is, you know... When, That's a good player to be compared to, You know, it? puts his name up in lights when that name comes along with him. I'm sure he'd be humbled by that comparison. Um, he's a really big moments player, which I think is significant. Um, and he kicks. he's dangerous around goals as well, and he's just extremely consistent. Yeah. So I think he'd be a great fit at Carlton in the midfield with Bryce Gibbs gone. Um, add a bit of pace to their midfield. Yeah. Cripps is not the quickest. Um, yeah. So... I think he'd be a good fit. I think for just like Rayner, he is really explosive. And you've got Patrick Cripps, who does win the footy in tight, but Paddy Dow is one of those guys that can just, you know, rip it out of the stoppage and sprint 10 metres and then bomb it inside 50. You know, like, yeah, there's not a lot of players that can, you know, do that effectively. There's not a lot of players what he can yeah. do, that can do what he can do. Anyway, on to pick four. North Melbourne. I was tossing up between a couple of Rangers boys for this one, but I've ended up going. I've gone with the Tower of Chera, Adam Chera from the Tower of <laughs> Chera. You're lucky I laughed at that. You're lucky I you laughed, laughed at that. Earlier when I said it off air. Anyway, he, um, <laughs> this guy, he wins the footy inside, and then he can use it really well on the outside as well. North obviously lack uh, on the outside with the outside run and lack of pace. He does have a good turn of pace. He also can hit the scoreboard while forward. 
did have a couple of games where he kicked like three goals, five. So his accuracy is a little bit of an issue, but he's getting there. He's getting he's getting the footy inside fifty. He's getting good posi- in good positions, and I think he's definitely he could have been a pick one if he hadn't been injured uh, halfway through the year. So, I mean, yeah, we've said Rainer Dow and Davies Uniac, but Chera easily could have been in there as well. Yeah, he's got one of the best sort of all round games in the draft. Um, he's just the type of player who he can do it all. And when he when you watch him, you just feel calm. Honestly, yeah. he just wins. He'll, <laughs> soothing he'll, he'll just feel calm. He'll just win a contested footy. Won't waste yeah. it. Um, he can do it on the outside as well. You yeah. know, he's he's both. Um, and he has he's a great just, great mark overhead as well. Yeah, he can he can do it all. He's really really composed. Um, and perfect for North as well. Yeah. Perfect for North. They need some class in their midfield. Moving on to another guy who's not as calm. I guess oh, he's probably number, the opposite number, of calm. He's an excited machine. Complete Pick opposite. Five. This is mine. Fremantle, if I'm Fremantle, I'm picking Jaden Stevenson. Um, there would not be a single player like Stevenson in the AFL, honestly. China, you could come up with yeah. a bunch, like Charlie Kernow, not really. Like, there's nah. just, no, there's, not, there isn't a player you could think of that's like Stevenson. Just think lightning fast, tall mid forward, almost 190 centimetres, genuine goal kicker. He kicked five and had 28 against South Australia and the champs. Can run all day, can run all day. Absolute impact, just excitement machine. Yeah. Like genuine excitement machine. There aren't many better sights than seeing a tall, lanky Stevenson burn off some of the quickest boys in the country. And he abs- He was one of the ones, he was the standout on grand final day amongst the best yeah. in that NAB yeah. under 18 All Stars game. Had 23 and I think kicked three or four goals as well. Yeah. And he was just explosive as you said and you know his kick may not be the best at times but he breaks the lines and Fremantle they've got those two picks inside the top five they were saying maybe Norton but I, I really like Stevenson you've got to pick the best available I think and he's a top five uh, yeah Freya would be spewing if if Stevenson if they let Stevenson yeah. slip and he just burst onto the scene I mean he, he'll get snapped up straight away if he slips I reckon and yeah. I mean he, there's talk he could even go to North at four yeah so can finish at genuine speed as well he's just yeah he's I mean, wait till you see him play. He's, he's, yeah. he's electrifying. Exactly right. Anyway, moving on to to me, I've got Carlton. Oh, sorry, Collingwood at pick six. A lot of Collingwood fans will Oof. be looking for a key position play here. You know, we've only got Darcy Moore, et cetera, et cetera. The thing is, though, Mason the, Cox. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, okay, go on. okay. Anyway, there's not many key position forwards that are probably worthy of this pick six. Maybe Brander, you know, potentially Norton as well. But I think well, I'm picked here on just pure talent, and I've gone with Darcy Fogarty. He didn't have his body of work in his top age year. Probably doesn't justify him to be a pick six. Probably not even a, a pick, like a top fifteen in, for that. But uh, it was revealed that he actually had been suffering from a knee injury all year. Um, that's probably a reason why his national championships weren't uh, as flash. I think he had a four disposal game in there against Vic Metro when they absolutely when South Australia got destroyed by them. He. Um, He's really explosive and like for a taller guy, he's 192 centimetres, 92 kilos. He's got just, you know, an explosive streak and he's got extreme pace. And I mean, also, like, he just fends off players as he's well. A, he's a, a bit powerful of a, man. Yeah, yeah he's exactly. A, he's right. a powerful man. He's a huge and boy who can play key forward, midfield. The reason why I've selected him is you know, in four to five years' time, we might look back at this draft and go, gee, why did five teams pass on Darcy Fogarty just because he had a not so great top age year so that's my justification for picking Fogs yeah it's um, contentious pick because of the year he had yeah it is a bit it's just he brings so much to turn to to say no to I mean it's so it makes it so hard Mm. to say no to him Um, he's just absolute power 
um, 192 and can play midfield and key forward. So I certainly, yeah, I think, I mean, Collingwood do have a pretty stacked midfield, but yeah. he can slot into their forward. He probably for sure. starts as a, um, a third defender, third forward, but I think he does, you know, drift into that midfield role in a few yeah. years. We talked about that four position game he had against Vic Metro. That was because, it might have been because he had an injury, <laughs> but it was also because Nick Caulfield at number seven, I've got to absolutely towed him up. Um, from the Knights, we've got, um, so this is the first of two picks for the Saints. I'm going with Nick Caulfield. I mean, it's hard It's hard to know where to start with Caulfield. Like, he, as a bottom major, he dominated a preseason game against Western, um, just took intercept mark after intercept mark and just made every, everyone's head turn. And since then, he's never really looked back. I mean, this year against West uh, against Western again in round one, he, he started at his normal position at halfback. Mm. Was probably still best on was probably best on ground anyway at that stage. And in the last forty minutes, went forward and kicked four. He was easily best on that day. As I said, he can intercept Mark. He's quick. He's so composed. He's got one of the best kicks in the draft. He can play back mid forward. As I said, amazing size at one ninety. You could keep going on and on about him. He's a skipper of knights. Um, I think it'd be a good fit for the Saints at seven. Yeah, definitely. I, and I mean, do you think he starts? Uh, do you think his best position is half back, or do you think it's in the midfield? Yeah, for sure. I, I, he can he could fit in the midfield well, um, but I definitely think his best position is at half back, just because he's so composed, mm. and just because you'd want the ball in his hands coming out of the back yeah. line. And that was the case as well on Grand Final day. He, you know, used the ball really well out of the back fifty, and I think you know St Kilda definitely need that as well, especially with Mon- the retirement of Montagna. Oh, I was going to say the retirement of Sean Dempsey. He's not the best user of the footy, but. Yeah, especially with Montagna out, he's a perfect fit for them. Now, moving from a tall running halfback, I've got St Kilda at pick eight. Now it's time for a future A-grade midfielder in Andrew Brayshaw. It's a brother of um, uh, Demons Angus, and he's been a bolter, really. Like, And the Saints are really are quite likely to pick him if he's still available at the seven or eight spot. He's almost he's also been linked to a possible top five or top three. Yeah, Cal Toomey's in, in their top in his top four as well. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I mean I mean most most of that is thanks to his outstanding combine. Came first in the in the like they, they brought in the yo yo test to replace the beep test and he destroyed it beating uh, running machine Aiden Domic. Um, came fourth in the two-kilometre two time trial and top 10 in agility. So he's not just endurance. He can move well for in stoppages, and that's what he showed throughout the year. I mean, he's a pretty complete midfielder, just like uh, Davies Uniac, actually, and he's ex- uh, extremely competitive, like just like uh, his brother Angus. So yeah. I think they're getting a, a good find here, and I can't see Brayshaw slipping past eight. Yeah, um, I w- yeah, so I agree with you there. He's not he's not a huge size, but yeah. he's a clearance king. Uses it well, um, gets his hands gets his hands and knees dirty. He'd certainly be a good pick for St Kilda today. Yeah. Um, at nine, the dogs. Um, I've got probably the biggest bolter of the draft pool, Aiden Bonner, um, and that's he's probably the biggest bolter because we haven't seen much of him because he had two knee recos. Um, but what he has shown has been absolutely electrifying. I know you love him, Dan. Yeah, um, <laughs> one of my, one of my personal favourites. He's a power athlete with insane talent. He could play third to a forward at 190 or in the midfield. Um, he came second in the combine in the 20-minute sprint with 2.90 and top 10 in agility. Had 20 disposals and kicked a goal in the all-star game. I mean, he can just break yeah. a game open in 20 minutes. I'm not going to lie. I'm a little bit infatuated with this yeah, bloke. I you mean, love him. Just what he can produce. I mean, it's a bit like a Charlie Curnow. Like, he wasn't as highly... He didn't have the best top AG. I think he might have been injured as well. He was picked up at... I think they got him at pick 12 in the end or pick 10. This is a similar case scenario. And, I mean, they've got uh, Paddy Dow probably locked in. Uh, we've got in this 
uh, mock draft. We've now got draft. Pa- Paddy draft. Now official Paddy draft. draft. Paddy Dow locked in at three. I think eight. Oh, sorry. No, sorry. This is Bulldogs. I, I was thinking because I had Carlton and I was just had yeah, well Aiden Bonner <laughs> written in the Google Doc and Harrison decided to steal him off him. But I think he is a good fit for the Bulldogs as well. Like, he... He's a good fit anywhere. Yeah, they have. Um, they had a lot of mid to sort of are a, bit, a little bit the same, and and Bonner just brings something different and can go in there. Um, he's a similar size to Bontempelli, a lot quicker though, um, yeah. and can really break, break a game apart. Now, uh, I'm doing my... so. This is Carlton. <laughs> yeah, this is actually Carlton. I got a bit mixed up because I was so set on Aiden Bonner. We've gone with another sort of inside mid. Doesn't have the explosive traits of, bon- of Bonner, but we've gone with uh, Charlie Constable here. A lot of people actually put him a bit outside the top 10, which I kind of disagree with. But uh, last year when Cripps went down, the Blues really struggled in the guts and were, were frankly bullied in there. With Gibbs also out and you know with the inclusion of Dow in this draft, I think Constable is a logical choice here. He's drawn comparisons to Cripps uh, throughout the season. And while some say he's one pace and you know, a one-trick pony, he's definitely you're, more than you're that. Not, you're not a top-ten pick if you're a one-trick yeah, pony. Yeah, exactly you're right. Not. I mean, he can. He started his year um, across half-back and used the ball fairly well. He isn't extremely quick. He doesn't really like take the eye and you go, wow, that, that's phenomenal. But his work in stoppages is, um, is really good, really impressed me when I was watching, especially... He uh, in the attack up grand final. He uh, was came in with a, a massive injury cloud. Kicked two goals. Um, I think one was a, a towering contested mark and had twenty four. So that's the sort of thing he can produce. He averaged twenty six disposals at the national championships as well. And I think he's just a really good fit for the Blues. Yeah, he's just an inside king. Um, it's a good. It's a good. I like how um, we've you've picked him with considering they have Dow. They um, they're both good sizes, but different players mm. and both can fit in well in that midfield and honestly if they do pick up those two um, they've got a good mix there with their mids yeah. um, at 11 we're outside the top 10 now um, um, uh, Greater Western Sydney so I was just trying to find out who had their pick <laughs> Greater Western Sydney has we said we weren't going to do that I'm not the only one stuffing up <laughs> Greater Western Sydney has yeah. pick 11 and I have Hunter Clark here um, it may go top 10 as well but um, honestly Hunter Clark would be battling out with Charlie Spargo for the, for the title of the toughest mm. player in the draft um, he's gone from half back into a genuine out and out mid. He averaged twenty seven touches, half of them contested in six clearances. Yeah. Um, but he's an inside mid who can kick really, really well and on both feet. Um, and he's just the type of bloke who, you know, like teammates just love playing with him because he goes yeah. so hard. He's he's got like an awesome mixture of just class with his kicking and just absolute toughness. Like just yeah. he did, one of the toughest players you'll you watch. Yeah, exactly. He did really well in the kicking test um, on at the combine and. Much of that was actually due to the fact, uh, I was looking at some of Tomorrow's Heroes on AFL.com, that he actually had kicked on his left foot for like an entire season. Yeah, I think, pretty he, much when he, I think he was in a side that just won every game yeah. and thought, well, if And we, when he got bored, he's like, all right, I'm just going to kick everything on the left. He thought, yeah, just, if we're going to flog these blokes, I'm just going <laughs> to kick on my left. Imagine that. <laughs> um, 12, you have 12, Dan. I do um, indeed. Adelaide have this This pick. is a big one. We're going with the first tall. We're not calling Darcy Fogarty a pure tall, but this is probably the first first key tall, position, genuine yeah, first key, key position, genuine key position of the draft of our mock draft. It's intercepting defender Aaron Norton from Peel Thunder. He just reads the flight extremely well. Was an All Australian for WA in the in the championships. He's shown he can compete against men as well. He's played um he played seven games in the waffle throughout the year for Peel Thunder and was 
in the best three times. He was, you know, showed he can compete against the best in the waffle competition. The one knock on him, uh, a few have been saying, is he's kicking, and that's probably why he isn't, you know, in that top ten bracket in our mock draft. In but, ours, but yeah, yeah it's, it's interesting. He could that definitely we've, go. Yeah, it's interesting. We've got him at twelve, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if he went at five. To yeah, Freo. yeah, five to I mean, five to Freo or the, six to, to Collingwood. Yeah, the the sort of with that five to Freo, um, the fact that he's WA boy that helps yeah. a lot. But yeah, even even six to to um, yeah, he's also he's, he's a Pies fan as well. So that's a, right. that's extra. Yeah. yeah, so it's interesting that we've got him at twelve and. And he could go in the top five or six. Yeah, it's not a tall's draft though, and I think he, he, Brander and Allen will be around the six to four, six to twenty mark somewhere in there. It'll be interesting to see who picks them up. Yeah, and anyway, thirteen. Moving on to we West Coast. Have West Coast, and I've got um, Oakley Chargers boy Jack Higgins getting on a plane and going to WA. Ooh. He was the Morris medalist. Um, He's got great skills as a small forward and pinching in the mid. Um, he's only 178 centimetres, but he's deadly around goals. Um, kicked absolute bags for Oakley. He had 32 from 14 games, 32 goals. Um, what, what I find so impressive about Jack Higgins is that he makes such an impact as a small forward despite not being overly quick. I mean, think of it. Tell me a small forward in the AFL who is a genuine out-and-out small forward gun who is not quick. Yeah. I mean, it, I it'd be hard to find one. Top of my head, Honestly, it'd be hard to find one. Yeah. And, I mean, it's not as if he's slow, but he's certainly not super quick, and he makes such an impact. Obviously, he won the Morris yeah. medal. Um, I think he, slot, he slots into West Coast forward line next year. Well, he's just a consistent performer. I mean, he has a good all-around game. Um, he may become a mid in time, but I think at West Coast, with Josh Hill gone... Um, Mark LeCrae getting on. I think he fits well as a small forward and for them. Clark, Mark LeCrae not performing outside of uh, you know, WA <laughs> as well. But no, I think he's a perfect fit for them. And I like I rate him probably inside my top ten in terms just in terms of talent. Like obviously yeah. there's needs as well, and the fact his height will you know deter some clubs. But he's def- he's one of the most determined kids in the draft. He quit school this year, um, dropped out of school this year just to focus on footy, yeah. which could limit his, limit his scope for the future, but I think it just shows really... That we're, not a politics, we're not a politics show here. We're <laughs> a footy show. What do you mean? <laughs> limit his scope for the future. Yeah, limit his scope for the future. Like, as in he might not be... As other players who have got school as well who haven't been focusing on footy 100%. Oh, okay. You know okay. what I mean? Okay, come so on, I haven't understood there. Calm it down. Uh, we're actually off air in the other studio now. It's cosy, isn't it? Yeah, nice, nice and calm in here. <laughs> Nothing going on. It's a bit chilly, actually. It's pretty nice considering how hot this weather is. We- weather updates from the trade table in the studio. <laughs> Why not? This is the A team. We can do what we want. Anyway, we're moving 14. on to pick we're 14. We've got to foggy. Less pressure now because it's, it's, it's actually off air. We're not on the radio anymore. Um, <laughs> we've gone with Lockie Fogarty here with pick 14. Love Some Lockie would Fogarty. say this is a bit high. You you do love him, don't yeah, you? I love Lockie Fogarty. It may, may be a bit high for him, but I like I really like what he brings to the table as a goal-kicking midfielder. He's extremely hard at it. He regularly finishes with high tackle counts, you know, in the 8s, 10s, 12 sort of regions for, for the Jets and for, for Vic Metro. And I think he really fits Sydney's uh, list profile perfectly, you know, because re- they, they always have had, you know, the hardest teams, the teams that, you know, that tackle the teams that, um, you know, attack the footy Dominate the most Exactly. And I think he really adds, so he's probably a little bit short and maybe won't get a run at it next year in terms of senior footy. But I think he definitely, I, I, I think he's you know, a great fit there at Sydney. Yeah, he's just, 
like he's a clearance king, but he's just so clean. Yeah. Like he just gl- he'll glide through a stoppage mm. and just look like he's he's done it drinking a glass of tea, yeah. like a cup of tea. Like honestly, he'll he's just that clean. And I'm just, liking these little I don't know similes. What are they? That wasn't a great one. That wasn't a great one. <laughs> Didn't have much time, but, but yeah. honestly, it's just he's so easy to watch. He's yeah, just exactly. easy to watch. He's graceful, and I mean, he always seems to find a way to hit the scoreboard as well, which is what you love from a from a yeah. small mid. A lot of people have him in the twenties, in the late twenties, yeah. but. I love it. I mean, he, whoever picks him up, um, if it gets the later and later it gets, the more and more of a steal he'll be. Um, at fifteen, um, the, li- the Lions close to your heart again. again. <laughs> <laughs> the Lions have fifteen, and I've gone with Lockie O'Brien. Great pick. Um, it's yeah, it's following the Lions' sort of recent strategy of picking the country boys. Um, it's no as has proved. Yeah, it's, it's paid no, dividends. It's no secret they have apart gone from Shacky that didn't really work so well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's no secret they have been aiming for sort of big country boys if they can because of the the sort of go home factor. But yeah, if if Lockie O'Brien's available, he he would be a good fit for the Lions. He just oozes class and skill. Like he just he's a beautiful left foot kick. Um, he can accumulate the ball. He had twenty one and a goal in the All Stars match. He's a late runner too. He had a six six minute twelve second two kilometer at yeah. the combine. It's not bad. You used I to run s- that back in the day. It's <laughs> just. <laughs> Shut up. 16 minutes. <laughs> um, he's just got a running and sort of attacking style of footy. And the Lions um, delisted Ryan Harwood, which, who you may laugh at, Dan, but he played, no, I'm not he, he played regular games for the Lions. Um, and Luke Hodge comes in, but he'll only be there for a year or two. So yeah. I wouldn't be surprised, uh, you know, albeit as a different player, yeah. like I wouldn't be surprised if, if sort of Lockie O'Brien slots into that sort of yeah. spot in the next couple and of years. I mean, you've got uh, you know, Alex Witherden, who came on last year, you know, came came through in spades. O'Brien's a similar sort of player that he just has... Yeah, similar-ish, class, yeah. yeah. And, but yeah. I think he's probably better suited to a, a midfield role. So yeah, like probably a, a better runner yeah. than, than Alex Witherden. And he, um, had, he had 24 and kicked a, a very nice goal, goal on the run uh, on a grand final day. So showing he can crack it amongst the best. Anyway, I've got pick 16 here, the Western Bulldogs. Again, I've gone a bit early with uh, someone, a bit of a draft bolter, halfback flanker, Ed Richards. He just... He does ooze class, as you said about uh, Lockie O'Brien before. He has really eloquent skills and a great turn of speed. He's one of the eloquent leading... Eloquent skills. Yeah, eloquent. He's got eloquent skills. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> How about my vocab? Anyway, he's one of the leading bo- um, ball users in the TAC Cup. I think he was registering around the 70% uh, percent mark by foot. He recorded a 2.89 second 20-meter sprint, which is elite. I think he came uh, equal sixth there for that one. Um, and he's... As I said before, he has been a, a real bolter. He's, you know, did not play Vic Metro, just playing for Oakley and for uh, school footy for Kerry and just, you know, tearing it up. Um, Bulldogs have a lot of hunter-gatherers and in our mock draft, I would have liked to get Nick Caulfield with pick nine, but unfortunately he had been selected already at I pick seven by, by Harrow. Um, but, and, and also I would have loved Lockie O'Brien, I think, yeah. Previously off air, I, I was a little bit angry about Snapped that. Snapped him up as well. <laughs> but, you know, the Bulldogs don't really have enough uh, class out of the defence and midfield, and I think Ed Richards would, uh, you know, certainly help that. Yeah, quick. Um, user, I mean, he's a, good, yeah, he's a good fit, especially with, with who they've lost, the dogs. Yeah, um, with Murphy and Boyd out as well. Yeah. I mean, yeah, as you said, a lot of people... Oh, I mean, a few people may say this is a bit high, but I think it's pretty fair for, for Ed Richards. I wouldn't be surprised yeah, if he's a first Yeah, big red round. Richards. Big Red Richards. 
That's what I call him. I'm right, at 17, this is, I mean, the fact that we, we've done this, so we can't be shocked yeah, at it. We, we've done this, but we've let Jared Brander. We picking for needs, we, we, We've let Jared Brander slip to 17 for Richmond. Yeah, that's a bit unbelievable. Um, it's remarkable that we've let him slip to here. Um, and so, look, Jared Brander, I, I mean, I know we've picked um, um, Aaron Norton already, and Fogarty is not really a genuine key position player, but Jared Brander is arguably um, the best key position player in the draft. He's certainly in the conversation. Mm. Um, and he'd be in many people's top tens. He probably starts his career as a forward, but he can play both ends of the ground. He's a genuine yeah. swingman. As a back, he can intercept Mark and he can really shore up the back half. As a forward, he leads up well and he's got a great goal sense. Um, yeah, he's just he's one of the few um, forwards at the top of the draft in a, in a pool sort of dominated by midfields and small small types. Yeah, and I mean, I think the performance that epitomised what he can do as a footballer was against Vic Metro in that last uh, championships game. This was like a dominant force up forward, kicked three goals. I think he would have had about seven or eight marks leading up the ground, just really strong in the air and really strong against his opponent. You know, his opponent trying to fist it out and he just, um, you know, like glue hands sort of. And I mean, if he does slip to 17, I think the Tigers will be laughing. Yeah, and that's uh, that, what they need too. Yeah, uh, the, the, it's super, it's if he slips to seventeen, then and Richmond don't pick him, I'll yeah. fall off my chair because he's he's a good fit for Richmond as well. <laughs> the lovely sin chairs. <laughs> <laughs> I'll fall off my sin chair. <laughs> I mean, they played it like a lot's been made of their sort of their forward structure with that yeah. one tall forward I mean, in the it, five it worked, Obviously, worked obviously very well w- this year, but I, I think. They have the cat does have the capacity to be yeah and, and they like could the they still I mean if they still could fill the spot of a key forward on their list somewhere yeah um and I certainly think Jared Brown has slipped to seventeen yeah then he'll be snapped up eighteen Brisbane you've got him alrighty so uh, you had the first two uh, Brisbane picks and picked Rainer and O'Brien lovely picks and we've got the bounded bit still to come but I think it's worth taking a punt on uh, the former cricketer Nathan Murphy another draft bolter he wasn't selected in the national championships because he you know hardly played for sandy he played some some good school footy uh, as well up forward i think about 27 goals it might have been last year but he was playing mostly in defense for uh for oakley and doing a, a fantastic oh no sorry for yeah for sandy sorry and he was doing a fantastic job like harrison's laughing <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm having an off day, viewers. I'm sorry if you if you're still listening. Thank yeah, you very good much. good good size at 188. Yeah, um, can fit in anywhere really. Um, he's not he's obviously he's not a key key position player, yeah. but a bit of a swing man who can go either end. Um, and yeah, Brisbane needs some class and and some good sizes around both ends of the ground yeah. really. And so. the strength in his game really is his intercept work and. Obviously, Brisbane are probably going to have another hard year this year. I wouldn't say that he's going to play a lot of senior footy this year, but I think he has the the, the capacity to be a you know a fantastic uh, intercepting defender, and I definitely work uh, def- definitely think he's worth taking the punt on. Yeah. So at eighteen, uh, sorry nineteen, um, this mm, is cheeky. Yeah, mm. I've gone um, nineteen. Pick nineteen is Gold Coast. And if I'm Gold Coast, I'm putting a bid on Patrick Nash. Patrick Nash. So over to, over to mm. you. Over to you, Dan Richardson. I am Richardson. going to match that bid. <laughs> and I tell you what, Tiger fans are getting very excited about this bloke. He's the son of uh, Chris Nash. Um, how many games did he play? Would he played about? 148. Oh, that's very exact. You've done your research. <laughs> but anyway, he's one of the best outside midfielders in the pool. Just um, really explosive. Can you know take the game on and kick goals in the midfield. And that's what you, you want. The Tigers don't have a hell of a lot of young, uh, 
quick mids like with class. And I think Patrick Nash is a perfect fit. And if someone bids on him in the top 25, they're definitely going to match. Yeah. Um, if there, there may be better kicks in the draft, but if, yeah. but I don't think there is a more eye, eye-catching kick. I mean, when he kicks the footy, you you just... it's you. Your um, chin touches the ground. I mean, you—I I didn't spit out. I didn't <laughs> spit out that saying. Jaw dropper. That's what I was looking for. Your chin touches the ground. <laughs> this is shocking. Glad we're not on live right now. Um, anyway. Good job. Um, oh, it's just a. And, ca- and you and you know him well, of course. After playing at night. Yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. But can kick goals from anywhere. Um, kick goals from the boundary line, fifty out for Ivano. Mm. Um, can do anything from anywhere, just about. Um, lightning quick as well and the Tigers will definitely match it yeah. um, or do you reckon they'd match if it was in the top 13 12 it's probably a little bit not if it was in the top 10 yeah, but if it was no. just outside I reckon yeah. maybe yeah I'd say it's, it, it's like the word around is becoming unlikely that it'll be like that it'll be sort of it's likely that it'll be sort, sort of towards that end of first round start of second round which is ideal for Richmond especially if it falls up to 25 they get three picks and Nash but yeah. I think that's that's pretty yeah, unlikely. That, that'd be a best case scenario for sure. Yeah, twenty. Um, so I'll go again because you because you match <laughs> yeah, I've, yeah, at twenty for um, for Richmond again. No, I've, no, it's not Richmond. It's uh, is it Richmond? Yeah, because oh no, sorry, sorry, Gold Coast. Gold, Gold Coast, Coast go to twenty because yeah, you could, yeah. Because you bit it, yeah. Yeah, so I've got Noah Bolter, um, and I know that they have some pretty decent key position stops with Thompson and May at the Suns, but what did you just Anyway, he's a a real modern key defender. Um, He had standout numbers in the jumping test at the combine, which is exactly how he plays. Like, he leaps at the ball um, from centre-half back. Um, He goes for his marks. Um, He he makes his opponents look silly. Like, he just... You give him a job at centre-half back and let him run at the ball, and he sends it back the other way 60 metres. Um, He can even pinch hit in the ruck, even at 194 centimetres. He's still taller than Grig. And I know for a fact... Grig. For the time... (laughs) You picked him for tigers. Yeah. <laughs> this is so anyway, I don't know. This is a laughing story. We'll edit that. <laughs> no, we won't. Anyway, I know for a fact that there are other tack up ruckmen who genuinely rate him as a ruck. Yeah. He's he's a really difficult bloke to match up against, even though he's undersized, because he just he'll body you out and he'll find a way to dominate you in the ruck. Um, so just a real, but but um, certainly will start his career as a key defender. Um, and can one of the best intercept marks in the under eighteen pool. Yeah, and I mean, potential was spoken about a lot um, with these under eighteen talents, but you know, he's one guy who could be one of the best, but he could also be not so good as well. He has shown he can be a bit inconsistent at times, but I, I back him in. I reckon he's going to be a good talent, and as you sort of accidentally said he would be a great fit at Richmond as well but also at Gold Coast I think that's a, a good pick you did you did say that and everyone knows. anyway we're moving on to West Coast I'm for Gold 21 Coast. here West Coast at pick 21 I don't know how this guy has fallen this low either he'll be an absolute steal if he gets to here Oscar Allen of uh, out of uh, West Perth WA um, I can't see West Coast resisting this one considering he's one of the best forwards in the pool and he's also from their home from their home state he had a fantastic national championship, booted 11 goals in, the, in his, uh, is it three games, four games? Four games. And was award, awarded the uh, Lark Medal as the best player in the carnival. Last year's Lark Medalist was uh, Jack Graham. We saw what he could 
what he produced on uh, Grand Final day and towards the back of the en- back end of the season. It was also um, he was also extremely impressive in the uh, NAB All Stars game. Uh, booted three goals in a side that lost by 50 points and was just you know one of the standout forwards on the ground even with limited supply. At 191 centimetres, he's probably not your you know your your be all end all key forward, but he's just got such great wingspan. Like 100, I think he's got a 190. Six centimetre wingspan compared to 191 centimetre. Be holding so, <laughs> Yeah, he, yeah you know, I was Mark, trying to think of the phrase and I couldn't think. Just of sort of traditional <laughs> would have gone yeah, with. Traditional, that would have been. Quintessential, maybe. Just <laughs> something more. Calm it down, mate. You've um, chosen it up a bit too much. You don't mark with your head, though. He's got yeah, a few, exactly right. That's yeah, uh, he can he can definitely play as a key forward at 191 yeah. with that wingspan. Um, yeah, and as you were about to say, he's he, he's. Can develop well under Josh Kennedy and Jack Darling, um, and I wouldn't be surprised if he even cracked a couple of games. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, at 22, um, let's get this right this time. It's for, for, it's for Geelong. Yes, it is. Uh, we have Oscar Claverino. Um, comparisons Ooh. are coming thick and fast to, to sort of fellow one ex... Fox footy article you no, read No, no, no. There are lots of comparisons. <laughs> oh, to, no, no. To Jacob Weedering, fellow former teammate Jacob Weedering. Um, yeah, he's an intercept marking centre-half back who, who is a great fit for Geelong as well with the loss of Lonigan and, to a lesser extent, Mackey. Um, yeah. Not as in, to a lesser extent, yeah, yeah, sort yeah. of a just player, as a, just as, as, a, as a type of player. Um, and Taylor's not getting... Harry Taylor's not getting any younger either. Um, he's mobile, reliable, and he's composed at 195 centimetres. He, he, he's probably also, like, the most... Prof- with Joel Garner, probably the most professional player in the draft. He's just elite with everything he does. He's respectful. He's a good leader and he's loyal. Um, and... If Geelong could find a player like Jacob Wiedering, I'm sure they'd snap him up. Yeah, definitely. Um, Claverino, like, I, I went and watched him. I can't remember. I think it was against, uh, against Geelong one day. He's just got these go-go gadget arms that just seem to never never stop. He reaches up for the footy. A great interceptor. Probably one of the better, the premier interceptors in the pool. And I think he has been touted to be, you know, a bit after the, uh, say, like, pick 25, pick 30. But I still I think he's a great pickup even at pick 22. Yeah, so, he, and uh, just watch along there too. It is, yeah. So I'm, I'm going with, with Claverino. You're now at North Melbourne, pick twenty three. I'm being a little bit cheeky. North don't mind a bit of a bid, and I know this is not going to work out for, uh, for North Melbourne. But I'm going to bid for, for Connor Ballin. Yeah, I'll match it. Um, Connor Ballin. He didn't have his absolute best year, which you'll hear a lot of people say, um, but he's still one of the best key position um, prospects in the draft. And after losing Shaki, they would have. I mean, they would have already probably taken him anyway but um there's no way they're gonna the lines are gonna let Connor Balladin slip um he's tried as a key back even even in the ruck a little bit but he's mainly a deep forward um he's he's got an amazing kick on him he had 30 out of 30 on the king test at the combine and he doesn't waste shots for goal um but yeah certainly if the if a bid comes after 20 for him which probably will the lines will definitely match it um because he's still one of the best he might not might have had the best year but he's still one of the best key position players in the draft yeah and I mean he's also really well built I think he's about 95 kilos and what 197 centimeters or something like that so he's, he's a big boy he's a big boy so I reckon Brisbane getting those three picks and then Ballenden at a 20 to 30 mark yeah, yeah that'd be love. just having a look here it's 199 centimeters 95 kilos so yeah he's definitely well built now I think he could play some footy next year for sure I've um after that bid, um, I'm still with North. I've gone with Joel Garner. As, as you uh, alluded to earlier when you are talking about Claverino, he's a, a great leader. And I just I 
watched him a few times, and I really rate him. I mean, he's got a great leg. Um, he was captain of Vic Metro as well, you know, proving his leadership. He's probably overshadowed a bit by one of the many, or so many talents in the midfield for uh, for Rangers, including like you know Stevenson, Shera, um, uh, Dylan Moore, even. But I think he's just a great fit for North because he's got such good ball use. He can slot into their half back line. They're going to be playing a lot of kids next year. They're probably going to be cellar dwellers again. But, yeah, this may be a little bit high, some would say, for him, but I think he's a great fit. Yeah, I spoke to Nick Caulfield about, about Joel Garner, and he just said when he walked into to Vic Metro, he was sort of, I mean, he's certainly not a nobody anymore, but he said, Nick said to me, like, I was a nobody who'd never made any Metro side. Joel Garner had done everything in junior mm. footy, made every um, Metro side, and he just walked straight up to him and made him feel a part of it straight away. He's just an unbelievable leader. He shared a room with him and just said he was the most professional bloke he's met. Um, and he'd just be, he, he's, he's, he's got AFL written all over yeah, him. Early days, but could be a future captain. He's got AFL written all over him, up. yeah. Um, at 25. The Tiggy, the Tiggy Tigers. The Tigers have another one. We've got a few around this mark. And <laughs> this is another one like Jared Brander. But Sam Hayes, we've let Sam Hayes slip to 25. Mm. Um, not because he can't, he can't play, but, I mean, clubs are just a little bit scared of picking Ruckman. But the fact That's that... It's an understatement pl- and a half. Yeah, yeah. The fact that a player like Sam Hayes has slipped to 25 is unbelievable considering what he can do. Uh, many, many will argue he's, he's sort of more... I mean, you might hear Mick Ablett argue that he's more of a key forward at 203. Um, but he played most of the year as a ruck and, and he was the All-Australian ruck when it's a bottom major and a top major. Yeah, so he's gone back to back. He's um, phenomenal. Yeah, he's like an extra mid when he plays ruck because he just racks up disposals. He's so hard to play. He's just, he, he would just be annoying to play against for, mm. for a ruckman because he just keeps racking up disposals, keeps hurting you. Um and I think Richmond need a ruck anyway, so I think he's a good pick for them. Yeah, I think they were look. Or Richmond are also looking at a a, a waffle ruckman as well, uh, mature age there. But I think Sam Hayes is a perfect fit. He's one of my personal favourites in the in the pool. And unfortunately, he probably is going to slide, especially considering his two uh, K result. I think he came second last, um, only to Ned Reeves, who was his two hundred eight centimetre giant. So, um, not. Not great for his prospects, but yeah. I think he We're can definitely build that. And the fact that he can still win this footy despite having not so great an endurance, you know, speaks volumes about you know his other qualities as a footballer. So yeah, he, we saw Brody Grundy slip to nineteen, and yeah, and he certainly increased. His I think I think then, he's so a bit of a, a Brody Grundy sort of prospect. Could happen, yeah. definitely, yeah, definitely. Um, I've got West Coast again at pick twenty six. I'm picking as. This guy's extremely likely to be the first mature age selected on draft. And I've gone with Tim Kelly. 23 years of age, midfield, had an absolutely outstanding waffle year. Finished second in the Sandover medal. They're uh, the equivalent of the Brownlow. Booted 26 goals, now 26 touches, 14 contested possessions, five inside 50s, and a, a lazy 118 uh, supercoach points per game, which is you know phenomenal stuff. Look, watching some of his highlights, uh, he just kicks some ridiculous goals from ridiculous angles like you know we'll just you know grab it from a pack from 50 take a couple of steps and bomb it um you know like off balance and it's just straight through the big sticks so i think especially considering they've lost matty Prittis and lost sam mitchell i think that tim kelly is, is a great fit for them yeah he's, he's certainly um the fact that he's a mature agent now probably ready for afl now 27 uh, Greater Western Sydney, the first of two picks in a row. I've gone with Matthew Ling. 
Um, he's a, a speedy sort of halfback who runs and carries with a classy right boot. Any relation to Cameron? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> he's, no. got, he's got the red hair on him, though. I think yeah. he's no relation to Cameron. Um, he's got a nice step on him, too. Yes. Um, which sort of gets him out of trouble again and again. Um, and it's so it's sort of no surprise that he, he tested really well in the agility test. He was top 10. But, um, you know, we talked about how Mackie's left the, the... Oh, no, sorry, this is the Giants. Um, <laughs> oh, I, was, I, was, I wasn't going to say Mackie. I was going to say Nathan <laughs> Wilson, how Nathan Wilson's left <laughs> the Giants. Yeah, um, yeah. And he's sure he's getting on. Um, and he, he's... <laughs> That's because you said Cameron Ling, I yeah. said that. That's why That's why that came out. Um, he's we a good, he's a good fit for the Giants. Um, can slot him well at halfback in the next couple of years. Yeah, definitely. And I see him probably he could almost play footy next, um, footy next year. He's a little bit raw, but as that wingman halfback flanker, you don't have to be a massive size. Like, you know, have a, you know, have, you know, big guns and such. When he's got such, you know, elite ball skills and such a uh, you know, good pace. All right, so we're going with GWS again now. I'm going with a, a bit of a forgotten man in this draft after missing with a shoulder for most of the year, Charlie Spargo. And it's really fitting considering he was zoned to GWS until early this year, along with Jared Brander, when the AFL decided to limit their zone, which is probably fair enough considering they've had a, a fairly successful period and <coughs> like they've got uh, you know they got Hopper and Kennedy in recent years from Victoria considering they're actually a Sydney team. It's a bit unfair. Anyway, um, he's had an exceptional TAC Cup grand final last year as a bottom major. And we haven't seen a lot of him of him this year because of his injury, but he probably would have been in the top 10 to 20 frame if he hadn't got injured uh, earlier in the year. And considering the Devin Smith trade, I reckon it's a, it's a like for like, and I see him fulfilling that, um, that uh, Devin Smith role in time. Also, as you alluded to earlier, Harry, he's um, one of the toughest players in the pool. Um, yeah. Mick Ablett said he's the said he is the toughest. So I reckon he just is a great fit for GWS and like they've got all the class and glamour. You know, they had Maddie DeBoer last year do a little bit of uh, the hard the hard yards. I see Spargo doing that and also yeah, you know, providing class as well. Yeah, and it's a good little it's a good little pair we've got there with um Matthew yeah, Ling. We've done well, we've done well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, GWS, any GWS recruiters if you're listening, you know, like it, you know, it is a good thing. We're kinda free. We're second year uni. <laughs> <laughs> Good little pair with Matthew Ling with a bit of outside class and Charlie Spargo, the, the sort of bull inside. Um, we've got two to go. At, two to go. Gee, um, just make it end. <laughs> Mal- <laughs> Melbourne, real silly. Melbourne at 29 <laughs> um, have a lot of, have a lot with, you know, um, Clayton Oliver and, and all their bulls inside, Nathan Jones. They have one a, of them. Oh, yeah, Nathan Jones. They have a lot of bulls in there. And I've gone with Riley Stoddard. Um, to sort of shore up their um, outside running stocks from the back half, can even push up into the midfield. Um, along with Jaden Hunt there, I think he could fit in well. Um, uses the ball. He's sort of just, he would be annoying to play on because he, he, just, he just gets away from you um, and provides some really good run from the halfback. Um, can really damage games. Um, and I think he could fit in well at halfback for Melbourne. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, you know, apart from Jaden Hunt, when Jaden Hunt has gone quiet, the defence has looked a little bit static sometimes moving out. And with Jordan Lewis, they look to acquire a bit more outside run. I think Stoddart definitely provides that. Um, on grand final day, he did just what you said. He was dangerous. His kicking is really good. Like At times, it's maybe not as great, but he, he so definitely... Is it good a, or not? No, no, no. no. I, I, I rated, I'm saying. And on that day, it was exceptional. So, yeah. yeah. Showed on the big stage, he can perform. Last pick. <laughs> Lucky last, 
We've got, we've got a fair amount of Rangers boys, and we're, we're picking another one at pick 30 uh, for Carlton. Dylan Moore. I was really tempted to pick Jack Petrocelli here from the Knights, especially the news of Sam Doherty going down with his ACL. But I've held firm with Dylan Moore. I think he's probably one who's uh, should feature in the top 25. He'll probably start a small, as a small forward at AFL level at 176 centimetres, 66 kilograms. He needs to build up a bit, but I think he eventually transitions into a midfield role. Um, he's a small product. Obviously, clubs are a bit scared by that, but with him, you just know what you're going to get week in, week out. He was a very consistent performer for the Rangers all year and also um, in the championships for Metro. And he, def- and he also impressed at the combine with his Yeah, endurance. that's what I was going to say. He's a complete running machine, mm. absolute running machine, which is why he can play. You know, he's only a small bloke, but he can easily play midfield because he can run all day. Yeah, easy. Um, but he definitely started, I think, as a small forward. Um, and I think he can fit in. He, he's someone, yeah. even though he's like, often you won't say this about small, light players, but he's someone who, who I think may be ready to, to play senior footy next year. And as I said, um, certainly has the fitness to at this stage yeah 100% and that concludes our mock draft we got there in the end a lot of fumbles a lot of mumbles but we have managed to finish the 30 we thought we'd we'd almost get it done in the 30 minutes on air but we failed so this is this is write this down this is and take this with (laughs) you this is the top 30 no no grains of salt do not take with any (laughs) grains of salt this is the top 30 lock it in Uh, obviously it's uh, our personal opinions and we don't we don't know what clubs are exactly looking at. There's rumours and such, but we no one really knows for sure other than the clubs themselves. Just take like a look it. and with our own assessments, say what we think they might need. Yeah, absolutely. And feel free to uh, weigh in as well on the Facebook page. Yeah, I know like, I like uh, laying into Harrow, so I'm sure you guys will as well and me <laughs> as well. But thank you very much for listening and that's where we will uh, wrap it up and finish off. Any concluding words, Harrow, from you? Uh, Rainer number one. Rainer number one. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Thank you very much for listening and uh, tune in next week for our pre-draft show. Thank you. Thanks for listening to The Trade Table on SIN 90.7, the home of everything you need to know about the trade and free agency period, powered by AFL-TRDON. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash The Trade Table or follow us on Twitter at The Trade Table.